Welcome to Break Through the Ordinary. You know you desire a more impactful, connected, extraordinary life. That's why we are here, to bring you stories from transformational leaders, healers, and entrepreneurs who found themselves trapped in the ordinary and are now living their most extraordinary life because of a breakthrough moment. Together, we will provide world-class tips and tools enabling you to live a life purposely, aligning your heart and soul. Because we believe no one should be imprisoned by their past. We are your hosts, Mark and Claudine Chimante, a sibling duo who transformed from an ordinary life of disconnection and loneliness to a life of purpose, love, and passion. We use our expertise, our trainings, and experience to inspire others to live an extraordinary life so they can create intimate, thriving relationships that ripple throughout the world. This podcast is only the tip of the iceberg of what is possible. If you want to dive deeper into our systems and break through the endless patterns of settling for crumbs, contact us at the BTO podcast at gmail.com. Welcome to the Breakthrough the Ordinary podcast. Tonight, we're going to do uh, a conversation, two siblings at the table, a little different than our regular podcast. And we're going to talk about, people call it stress management, but we're really going to talk about how do you create balance in your life? Really important for people, especially in these times. Everybody is off kilter and balance doesn't seem to exist much. Work, relationship, kids, pleasure, freedom, hobbies, all of it. I agree. Where can we find some harmony and wellness within ourselves and with others? And I think it's a, you know, like you said, it's a pivotal conversation that we get to have tonight. So welcome. Uh, thank you for joining us. And uh, I'll, I'll start with, when I think of it, I think of self-care. I, I think of what what am I doing for myself? Uh, do I cut out time? Do I have a certain hobby, whether it's hiking or woodworking, whatever it might be, reading, meditation, but that I'm carving out time that's pleasurable, not a duty, it's pleasure. Mm. How about you? You know, what first comes to mind is having the awareness. As I coach and provide psychotherapy to so many people, they're not even aware that they're out of alignment. They are just up against that thing. Uh, uh, the stress, the, I can't do it all, and it's overwhelming. And, and they're really having experiences that don't see possibility. And I agree with you. I think it is about what, what are we putting in, right? Like, are we putting the face mask on our, ourselves like in an airplane, you, you know, putting the oxygen on yourself first? And so I think to step back is, are we being honest about it? Can we articulate it? Can we even tune into ourselves or to someone else who could be our witness, who can give us that feedback so that we can get to self-care? And I think the erosion does happen in, like, in relationships where maybe People will say, like, I, I notice I'm more short-tempered, being more pr- picky than usual. I'm argumentative or I'm just withdrawn. Mm-hmm. I don't even, I don't even care. Or you're right, their finances, I haven't attended to them or, you know, um, I think it shows up just differently. I'm eating more junk food or I'm not eating at all. I'm dehydrating or I'm drinking more. I think it doesn't always come out as I'm under stress. Some people, I think you're right, do. They're like, oh my God, I'm burnt out. I'm overwhelmed. And I think there's others that it comes in a different tuning in and a listening. And how do we get them to then tune into themselves? Because we can see it and hear it as their friend, partner, professional in their lives. Mm. 
you know, makes me think as, you know, in coaching, everybody needs something different, right? And when you're speaking, I'm thinking of good points is that some people need awareness. Some people need to deal with the issues that are stopping them or preventing them from moving to the next level. Other people just need to take the step. Like, you know, they talk about sometimes it's just if you go to the gym, you end up with more energy, but you have no energy to go to the gym. Mm -hmm. So sometimes self-care is I have no energy for it, but if I do it, yep, I have more energy. I feel better. But it's not always easy to say that because sometimes I get pissed at, you know, it's like, just do it. It's like, sometimes I'm stuck. I don't know why, but yeah. something is preventing me. And sometimes the work is deeper issues, as we know. It could yeah. be traumas. It could just be conditioning or whatever that I need to work on the deeper pieces to get to the lighter pieces. And sometimes it is. Yeah. Nicely said. I agree. I think there's a readiness of change and everyone's at a different stage of readiness. Uh, and it's, you know, if you're the coach or the therapist or friend, you know, or yourself, how am I tuning into what that looks like? But there is a lot of conditionings of that's just the way it is in our family or that's how I'm made. And it's like, okay. And how do we open up a possibility to have movement and self-care even happen? Um, I think that's the invitation. And we said it earlier. It's also the permission. Because yeah. a lot of people see self-care as selfish with a negative, like I could tell you growing up, I felt like that word always was negative, like you're selfish. And now I think we're having a new level of consciousness where selfish is actually like, it's not narcissism, people. Let's just be clear. That's not what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. We're talking about that I get to be a priority because when I'm a filled cup, I then have something to give forward. I have something to be a contribution to this world and to my family, my friends, my career, my spirituality. And I, I think it is that, that space of, if we can tune in and give ourselves the permission to fill our own cup. And we could be whole, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, I got to give and there's only a quarter of me, so I have nothing left. You know, as you're saying that, I start to think, I thought of just open up a book and see what passions come up or see what you'd like to do or... I don't know. There's so many things around us in just a gentle way. Start looking into what feels good or, ooh, I'd really like to try that. Or I don't know. There's, there's just ways of, of, of little ways. And instead of it being a push or I've got to go 100%, it's like maybe you just start looking into things you might like. Look at a magazine. Look at a book. Sit on the stoop outside or on the deck. Hey, sure. Hey. I know I have some clients who um, actually get their ideas by going on Pinterest, right? And, and because there is anything. So I'll often say to my clients, like, if you had all the time and all the money in the world, what would you like to do? What would you like to see? What would you like to smell? What would you like to taste? And like, oh, like somehow they can transport themselves there. It's like, okay, so visit those vision boards, create one for yourself in Pinterest. They call mood boards in, in Pinterest. Or go to Hobby Lobby or a place like that. It doesn't mean you're, not, you're going there to buy something, but to, like you just said, be in the curiosity of, wow, there's bar, Birch here. I remember going there. I've only gone to Hobby Lobby once, and I remember being at, I was going to give a certificate for someone. This guy comes with these twigs of birch, long. And I'm like, what are you doing? Can I ask? And he goes, oh, I make furniture. 
and of course I know what that looks like, but you know, I never thought of you go and you purchase it, right? I always, I don't know, I had this fantasy mm-hmm. of, of you, you go out into the wilderness and you cut it down, but it's being open to it. And that in itself is an act of self-care just to give yourself the permission to envision, dream, think of, watch is, you know, a great invitation. Well, you said the word that I think both of us agree with. You have to live by curiosity. (laughs) It is, you know, if there's any invitation to anybody, it's live a life of curiosity. I mean, I think we both hold that as a very high value is that life, be curious about it. There's so much to be curious or learn or see or that we don't know. That, that curiosity is actually like that child wonder, like, oh, curious, what's that? And what's this? And mm-hmm. and kind of spend it in that. But I also, on the other side, say, work with somebody. There, We all have blocks. We all have stuff that block us from taking that step or living. I think of, we all tell her, it's, it's okay. Mediocre is like okay. Life, yeah. It's, it's okay. It's all right. Life is okay. Like, and not wanting to admit maybe there is something blocking us, that there's something in our way that we need to work out with somebody so that we can live more fulfilled, more alive, more yep. – that there's better than okay. I mean, we named our podcast Breakthrough the Ordinary because there's more than ordinary in life. I'm not saying that the ordinary isn't okay, but there's a there's a level of ordinary that's living in curiosity and more alive than – you know, we call it extraordinary, but – well, there's a few things percolating. One is, I remember what Brene Brown says, in the end of your life, you'll realize that the extraordinary was the ordinary moments. And there's also a distinction between that ordinary, like the simple things of having a time with you and Nikki or seeing our mother or our father. They are nothing spectacular, but they are the extraordinary moments mm-hmm. when they add them up. But when we settle, when we tolerate Right. There's this uh, online movement that's it's slow grade, but I see it. It's called I'm Fine. How you doing? I'm fine. I'm fine. Right. It's such a compact, neat way of being, I'm just here. Um, right. I'm in my little box and don't ask any further. That's enough to just, it puts a wall up outwardly and inwardly. And I think that's what you're speaking to is like, don't settle for the I'm fine. It's okay. Because it's like a slow death. To me, it's a slow death. And I've lived in, I'm fine. <laughs> I've lived many years. Especially, well, you know, you brought up Benet Brown, and we just watched part of Atlas of the Heart, or the whole thing. I'm not sure. If yeah, we, did we finish it? We finished it. And there was so much language to use and so many words compared to, I'm fine. Like, yeah. there's so many other ways to live or describe our lives. You know, and because language will shape it, right? And I think of the clients I have, and I think Brene spoke about it too. Is when you say I'm overwhelmed, I'm stressed, I'm this. Guess what? You you are stating something, but you're also shaping yourself. Mm -hmm. You're also shaping your neurological system to be stressed. Your your brain is releasing neurotransmitters to to ensure your stress. Your so your body then reacts, and you create the stress by even your language. I'm Mm -hmm. not saying that there it wasn't there, but Understand biologically, right? Your backstory, your biology, your your context also creates it. So language is that powerful. But I was kind of curious as a, as a man, and and I'm not want to separate man woman, but from a masculine energy and being a man, do you have a way that you audit or ask yourself about 
what is wellness? What is balance? What is stress management for you? You know, the irony is you brought the masculine feminine. And I was going to say, because there is differences what what sure. women go through or how they deal and men. For me, I played the lone wolf. I mean, I think men, we've been so programmed and so conditioned that feelings, it's not just feelings. The idea of it or the idea is like, we have to go to battle. We have to be able to go to war. We have to protect. And men think that I can't feel or feel sad or feel because then I won't be able to stand up. But I'm, I'm done a lot of work on myself to know that I can be both. I can be vulnerable, have feelings, and I can kill if I had to. I mean, I'm, you know, but I want to say that men are feeling it all the time. That's what, that's what really I feel frustration sometimes because it's not like men aren't feeling everything that women say they feel, men are feeling. But you know how we do? We're fine. Mm. We are stoic. We are, can't go there. I have to be powerful and protective and, and they and we think that you can't be protective and feel, and so we're going through it. And I, you know, I've shared that line: men live quiet uh, lives of desperation because, in reality, we're just holding it in all inside and like dying. Even in the alpha side, I mean, I played the alpha male. I played all those. There's a whole part of you that's disconnected or not living because you can't admit to it, or you think you'll be drowned in the. So for me, it's like, look, men's group, it's having a morning ritual, meditation, journaling, reading, it's exercising, it's having rituals, having a men's group, having accountability. I've realized in my life I need accountability and and being okay with feelings like, you know, this is where I'm at mm-hmm. instead of beating myself up. Like, you know, sometimes I have a couple of days where I just feel like I'm overwhelmed or I'm exhausted or whatever, and, and allowing it to be. Because I think it actually is healing and moves faster when you let it be. I've learned that letting go of the re- resistance to it is the best way I can move through and, and take care of myself. And then if we're talking self-care, it's also nature and hiking. Mm-hmm. You know, there's been a lot of family in the last week and a lot of, and I haven't had that time and I can feel it like, okay, what are we doing for fun and wonder? Like, you know, like let's, I agree. I need some replenishment here. It's, uh, yeah. you know. It was good to see you even take a nap because you, you do go, you know, you're, you're a 24 seven. We have this gene in our family. We call it the do gene and we got it from my mother's side and not my father's side. He's the B gene. Yeah. And you are, you know, like mom and like myself, we can stay in constant motion, very effectively accomplishing, but the, that's an output. And I, I have to really check in with myself and say, like, where's the input? And I think there's, I'll use the word, there's often an imbalance. And I know when I really check in, one of the, the messages that is very continual is, I need play. I need play. And when I think back in my career, and I've, you know, have certain good friends that I've met through my field. They would always be like, you know, Claude, what I appreciate about you as a friend is that you always let me play or see the silly side of things. And I feel as I've gotten older, I'm like, where did that part of me go? (laughs) And I also know that when I am in a more filled space, I can hear myself sing, be zany, uh, make silly faces, you know, use accents. Mm -hmm. 
And I, I don't hear that in May. Like it's usually a roommate or recently I, I'm staying with my mom and she'll be like, oh my God, you really don't sing well. Or right. And she's like, oh, you go girl, you go girl. Like, you know, singing in the shower. And, and it is, <laughs> but that is my way of bringing joy in because in, in the conditioning of our culture and family, it is about the do my field, right. I've always been that project manager. That's how I, I survived our family of origin. And I'm very effective, but it's an output that's a very control energy, right? And, and mm. that can take the near enemy of compassion. So the compassion that I don't give to myself, I end up over-controlling. And then I look at the end of the day and I'm like, I, I, didn't, I didn't schedule me in, right? And, you know, yes, I too, I think we have the same rituals. And, and not living, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm traveling right now or... When I'm not grounded, I find the rituals are just more catch-can versus they set a pace just like my breath. Mm -hmm. Like I exhale because I know my inhale will be there. And how to create that consistency and groundedness even in travel is still a place I get to grow into. Yeah, certainly noticing of that. And, yeah. you know, females tend to do a lot more in groups, right? We have the sip and paints. We go for manicures together. We go to lunches together. And they've never been my thing. Right. So I am, I'm, I'm getting into that in my fifties. Oh, okay. But it's a different socialization. Yeah. I think than, than men have. And this need and perception again, to be the caretaker, take on for the family, take on, I've got to make it right for the family, for my husband, for my kids. And right. That is not harmonious either or balanced. But, right, moms, like you say, lone wolf, but moms are like, I'm a mama, I'm a mama bear. I've got to. Yeah. It's like, ah, okay. And we're living into those stories. Yeah. I, I, see, to me, that's stress and that <laughs> harmony. There's no, it, it is yeah. definitely stress that do. And uh, I mean, so it is a, a constant looking for fun and wonder, adventure. For me, it's adventure. Yeah. Making things fun. Mm -hmm. So that's my thing. Like you said, your friends bring those. I always try and make things fun or have some, even in the simpler things, just try to bring some fun or adventure to it because that's what turns me on. That's what makes me happy. Sure. I, I will say one of the areas that I think I've tapped into more as I've gotten older, though nature is my biggest source of wonder and fulfillment, is a deepening of spiritual practices have also... It's not like, ah, oh, I'm not saying that they're, you know, it, it's not about the stress management from that perspective, but it's a grounded well. It's a, it's a plugging into an energy that is greater than myself. And that, that is filling, you know, um, I have certain rituals and practices that I've embodied from some of the journeys I've been on. And when I am brought to those positions, physical, their, their positions, I could tap right in, and in that moment, there isn't anything but a that soft hum in my body and in my spirit. And that, too, has a way of bringing harmony back to the, for my system. Well, when you say that, I think of presence. Like, I think when I look at my rich, it's really just to be present. And that if I start my day in that presence that I've already... I haven't spent the day away from myself or disconnected. I've already, mm. at least I've created some presence. I've had some part of presence during my day, which always makes my day better because I know the rare times I miss it, 
I can feel a completely different day. There's something not the same. So for me, it's pre- and and to me, uh, you know, we're talking about balances. The more I can be present, the more there's harmony and balance to me in life. The more I can be present, because then I'm filled more by whatever's happening. Otherwise, I'm going through the motions and I'm never getting filled. It's like having a hole in the bottom of the cup. Keep filling it up. Exactly. Exactly. Not going anywhere. (laughs) And, and you know, I I appreciate you bringing the word presence. uh, You know, I'm often in um, helping, or I'm not helping, but people generate their own ideas and meditation or, you know, we know things like yoga, which is really meditation in, in positions or walking, these are meditative practices. And I always say to people, like, mindfulness is not about being a monk in a a cave. It's the invitation to come back to this moment. Oh, there's the dry cleaning. I have to cook dinner. And then back to this moment. There's no right way to do it. And that's the invitation I would say to everyone is when you check in in this moment, what do I need? What what do I appreciate about this moment? Because I also think one of the rituals is gratitude. Absolutely. And gratitude can bring us back into a full cup. And yes, there may be days when it's the smallest little flower and it could be the sunshine or rain like we had this week. And there's days where it's the the gift of life or that smile, that hug. Um, So I think there's, you know, again, it goes back to the ordinary and the extraordinary. There's gratitude for the ordinary and there's the, the magnificence of a beautiful sunset. Like however, in the range of those things, bringing mindfulness into, you know, presence and gratitude, I think mm-hmm. are such wonderful practices for people. Yeah, I didn't embrace. mention it, but yeah, I do breath and gratitude oh. in the morning too. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's just a reminder all day. You said simple things. I think, you know, what I think of is I'm not really, I don't really have a green thumb, but uh, for my birthday last year, a friend gave me this baby orchid and it sits on the windowsill in front of the sink. And it's the only thing I've grown that's lasted, but I, the joy and the presence and the gratitude, like that that little thing is growing on my thing. I put a little drip from my fingers of water every day, and it's like, wow, like the wonder that, oh, my God, it's still growing. I didn't. I am know. impressed because I've been given those and even bigger. They don't last except like they do. And the fact that you've had it over a year, and it's tiny, like just so people understand, it truly is about two two inches big of a of a. Uh, holder that yeah, I mean but yet you have three blooms that are gorgeous know, on it right, right? now um and that to me is the extraordinary and the ordinary it's mm-hmm. it, it's uh, you know and that's the invitation if anyone's listening that they have this place to tune in right it's about that entombment where am i in alignment where am i not what can i add what do i get to be right understanding language you know shapes us our neurological system, our spiritual, our physical, our mental, all get to be, you know, in harmony with ourselves. And um, however you do that is give yourself permission to to live in that space of curiosity, to play. Yep, and we know for our own work with people and therapists and coaches that sometimes you need a coach. Help you work through those places that are preventing you from from having that life or living in that presence, actually. Because mm-hmm. it's usually the emotions or the traumas or whatever that keep us from that presence so that you can be fulfilled by the simple things. Sure, sure. Because I know when I work with people, presence is my thing. They can feel that presence like, boom, it's right there. And when you have that, life feels different. It also feels safer, so. Yeah. 
I it's recommend. about conne- connection, right? Yeah. Because when you're in presence, then you can be in connection to someone else in that presence. Yeah. So when people come and we're like, ah, oh, it's a relationship, and ah, right? And then you start to really scratch the surface. You realize, right? If two people are coming to the relationship or to an evening and they both don't have the bandwidth or their cups are empty, you can't generate from that space. You can't generate presence, love, intimacy, connection. And so really, we get to stop and, and fill ourselves up, right? Go back to the selfishness, right? Water ourselves first in whatever mm. way that looks. Yeah. yeah. So. This was great. I, I agree. I Thank you for joining us on our first podcast, doing it just the two of us. Uh, we're going to do more of these for sure. And follow um, us on the BTO podcast on LinkedIn and Instagram yeah. and Facebook. Um, uh, we always have. We, we drop a new episode every Monday. Yeah. I hope there's some wisdom you got here. Any other one thing I want to add? Laugh. Yeah. Laugh. Laugh, play. Laugh. And if you want uh, more uh, help from us or anything, you can reach out. And uh, we'll respond. Yep. Thank you. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode. Our intention is that you take these tools to break through any limitation holding you back from living your extraordinary life. If you'd like to learn more about our group and individual coaching, contact us at thebtopodcast at gmail.com. Please support us and the podcast by following us and leaving a rating or review. To catch all the latest, follow us at the BTO Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.